Welcome to the Starkville State of Mind Podcast. Here is your host, Justin Strawn. Welcome to the Starkville State of Mind Podcast. I am your host, Justin Strong. Glad to be with you on either the night before Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this on Wednesday night or on Thanksgiving morning. Hope you and your family are having a wonderful holiday and that you are getting all of your Thanksgiving dinner things taken care of before the Egg Bowl starts tonight. Hopefully everyone will be able to be able to get all that done and enjoy the game when it takes place. There is a lot to talk about today. There's a lot of things swirling around in the Mississippi State universe that we need to discuss as well as what's going to happen in the Egg Bowl. So we're going to try to get to all of that in today's show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And as we get ready to start the show, let me remind you to check out our sponsor, Cherokee Valley Golf Course. If you're a golfer and you live in the Greater Memphis area, you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely. Well, why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course? My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out, and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner somewhat like me and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course, lots of wonderful practice facilities, no reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look and go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444 or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. All right, we are ready to get the, I guess this is a midweek edition, kind of. It's a little bit different. I Like I said on the early week edition of the show, that this week is a little bit different with the football game coming on a Thursday night. So we're kind of doing things a little differently than we normally would. Normally, I wouldn't record this until probably Thursday night and get it out to you Thursday night, possibly Friday morning, just depending on when you normally listen. But if you are listening, and I want to remind you, whatever platform it is that you prefer to get your podcast, we have it available to you. We have it on iTunes. We have it on Google Play. We have it on Spotify. Plus, we have it on SoundCloud cloud whichever one that you prefer you can get it and if you are trying to get your friends to listen if they're looking for a good mississippi state podcast and you recommend start real state of mind give them all four options let them pick out which one it is and if you are on the itunes i would really appreciate it if you would drop us a five-star review let me know what you think of the show it would help spread the word about the show in a huge huge way if you did so even if you don't listen to it through itunes if you could go on there search for it and just give us a five-star review that would help out as well so all right, let's go ahead and get into the actual show, though. Uh, this is the Egg Bowl preview. There is a lot going on. Let me just go ahead and just kind of tell you what what we are hearing out in the Mississippi State Twitterverse, Bloggerverse, whatever you want to call it, uh, message boards. There's all different types of things that are going out there because there is a lot of rumors swirling around. The one thing that we have talked about a lot over these last probably, I guess, really three months, since, really ever since the Kansas State game, and more so ever since the Tennessee game when Mississippi State lost that game and the a lot of the fan base just really lost their support of Jim Moorhead. A lot of people just lost any faith in him. Probably faith is a better word to, to describe it. They lost faith in Jim Moorhead to be able to keep this program going somewhat close to the same direction that Dan Mullen had it going before he left. A lot of people... You know, we're hoping that he could figure things out here in his second year, and that Tennessee game was the game that really 
really sold people's opinion that, you know what, it's not going to happen. And there have been a lot of results that have continued to that have continued to support that conclusion. And we are now at the Egg Bowl where Mississippi State is hoping that they can just get a win just to keep their 10-year bowl streak alive at this point. And a lot of people aren't really sure if they're going to be able to do it. Now, a lot of – there have been – having said all that, there's been a lot of people who thought that if Mississippi State didn't win on – Thursday night, if they didn't win on Thanksgiving night, that there was a really good chance Joe Moorhead would be gone, and if they did win, that he would be staying. That's kind of the way I've been thinking as well, that as long as he got to 6-6, six and six, got to a bowl, he'd be fine. But there's a lot of things circling around out there that are saying that Joe Moorhead is going to be gone, regardless of what happens on Thursday night. Now, there's a lot of things that are playing into that. One of the things that's playing into that is that I think both parties... Now, let me go before I get into this. Let me just go and say these are unsubstantiated rumors. Normally, whenever I start hearing things like this, I try to get at least a little bit of a feel for it. I don't have like just, you know, really closely connected sources, but I do have some people out there that can kind of give me some pretty good information. And normally it's pretty close to, to, to being what ends up happening and it ends up being the truth. So, not always, but for the, they probably have like a 75-80% track record on, on this type of stuff. And right now, none of them are, the few people that I have, none of them are saying anything. They're basically, they're keeping their mouths shut. And they don't want to say any, anything one way or the other. And I don't really know what to make of that. Because I would have thought that if there was a chance that he would have been, that he was going to be gone, that they would have been, they would be echoing that it looks like he's going to be gone, or that there looks like there's going to be a chance to be gone. They're not saying anything, so I don't really know what to make of all this stuff. But let me just go ahead and kind of break down where I'm hearing and why I think that there might be some truth to it before we get into the actual preview of the game. It's. We're hearing that basically it's a possibility that Joe Moorhead is going to be gone regardless. Now, it sounds like it might be a mutual decision. And the reason why it might be a mutual decision is it kind of ties back into the Rutgers job. Rutgers and Greg Schiano were not able to come to any type of a, were not able to come to an agreement about him taking the Rutgers program back over. And it has crack the door back open for Jeff Moorhead and it sounds like they might be seriously considering hiring him as their head coach because at some point you just got to hire somebody when you're Rutgers. Rutgers is arguably the worst football job in all of the Power 5 conferences. It's very possible. It could be worse than it could be worse than Vanderbilt. It could be worse than um, I'm trying to think of some other really bad jobs out there. I can't think of any other. I can't think of, honestly, I guess it's between Vanderbilt and Rutgers. And it's, like I said, it's, it's up there as, as one of the worst. And I, it sounds like they're, they might be willing to consider Joe Moorhead again. Because the one thing that they can sell to whoever it is that they're trying to sell the prospect of hiring Joe Moorhead to, he's been successful everywhere he's been, with the exception of Mississippi State. And you can sell that maybe it's just a bad fit. You can sell that it's just a lack of him not understanding what it takes to be a head coach at this point and that he can learn from those mistakes and improve upon those things at Rutgers. And the other thing you can sell him on is you don't have the same expectations at Rutgers that you do at Mississippi State. Look, Mississippi State is not one of the premier jobs in the SEC. No one is is trying to convince anyone of that. But 
the nine years that Mr. State had with Dan Mullen, it did elevate expectations. It elevated expectations to basically where you need to make a bowl. You need to get at least six wins. At the very least, that should be the minimum that Mississippi State can can accomplish. Win your four non-conference games, and then win at least two conference games, and, and you're fine. That's all you really have to do. If anything less than bowl eligibility shouldn't be that hard after what Dan Mullen did in the previous nine seasons. And the fact that we are now sitting here less than 24 hours away from the Egg Bowl and not knowing, having a really good clue if Mr. State is going to be able to pull off the win against the Rebels, you know, it it makes things kind of weird. And it's it's a disappointment, and there's no question about that. So you don't have those same expectations at Rutgers. At Rutgers, if, if Joe Moorhead could simply get that program competitive, then that would be a success. That's that's all you have to do at Rutgers is just make them competitive. Well, let me look up their their record and stuff from previous seasons because I don't know what it is off the top of my head. It's not good, I can tell you that much right now. So let me see if I can pull that up real quick and take a look at it. Okay, here is Rutgers and what they've done. Look, here's the deal. They they had some success when they hired Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano had a pretty solid run as as the coach at Rutgers. He started off in 2001, 2-9, 1-11. Then they started to improve, 5-7, and 4-7. and seven. Then, then he had a, a decent run of success. He went 7-5 and five in 2005. He went 11-2 in 2006, 8-5, and 8-5, and 9-4. Fell off a little bit in 2010, 4-8, and, and then 2011 went 9-4. So he had some success. The guy who followed him, Kyle Flood, he had a little bit of a success as well after after Greg Schiano ended up leaving for the NFL. Uh, he ends up going 9-4 his first his first year. Then they fall back a little bit, 6-7. and seven, Rebound a little bit at 8-5. and five, Go back down to 4-8 and eight in 2015. And then Chris Hash takes over and the and the program just basically bottoms out. Two and ten is first year, four and eight is second year, one and eleven is third year, and two and nine this year. They're a bad team. They're a bad program. Like I said, they had some success under Greg Schiano, but that's the, really the only time that the Rutgers program has had any success in its history was when they had Greg Schiano. That's one of the reasons why they wanted to go back and get him after they went ahead and let Chris Ash go and kind of realized that Joe Moorhead would not be that spectacular for hire. Now, look, there's still some talk that they could try to get things restarted, started back up with Greg Schiano. But like I said, I think one of the parts of this that's fueling some of these rumors is the fact that it might be the door for Joe Moorhead to head to Rutgers might still be open. I don't know. Look, I, I don't know what all of this means. I don't know if it's going to come true. I don't know any of this, but there's a lot of people in the Mississippi State world who really believe that as of 8.06, when I'm recording this, that Mississippi State is going to have a new football coach regardless of what happens in the Egg Bowl. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. I'm, you know, I would have been, my personal opinion coming into this week was Mississippi State had to lose for Joe Moorhead to, to not be the coach at Mississippi State in 2020. And they probably had to lose pretty bad. I told you on, in the early week edition that, you needed a 2008 Egg Bowl type situation for Joe Moorhead to not be the coach again in 2020. I still kind of think that, but I'm more open to the idea that, that regardless of what happens on 
on Thursday night that Mississippi State could have a new football coach in 2020. Like I said, I don't know. There's, there's, like I said, there's a lot of rumors out there, and it is all rumors at this point. You can't get anybody who's even remotely connected to the school to confirm this stuff, but it's coming from somewhere. I don't know where it's coming from, but it's coming from somewhere. There's nothing in the, there's nothing from the big guys that are talking about this, at least not that I last saw. Uh, let me check Twitter again to see if there's anything going on. But um, let's see. I don't see anything currently. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I still don't see anything. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I don't see anything on there about uh, Mississippi State having any. I don't see anything from the beat guys saying that this is that this is going to happen. So, uh, like I said, it's all rumors at this point. You can take the rumors with what you will. Uh, you can take it. You can make the. You can make of them what you will. But they're out there. So if you're one of those that's really hoping and praying that Mr. State is going to have a new coach next year, it sounds like there's a possible a greater possibility that that will happen. Like I said, there's it just I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. So let's go ahead and get into the actual game and talk about it now because that's where we are. And look, guys, let me just go ahead and tell you this much right now. I'm as probably as clueless about what's going to happen in this game on Thursday night as I ever have been about any Egg Bowl. I really am. I just do not know what to make of this. For some reason, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. A lot of people think that this game, it's, it's weird. Mississippi State folks think this game is going to be a route for Ole Miss because of John Rice Blumley and what he can do offensively. And look, the guy's a talented player. He's very, very fast. He might be the fastest player on the field come Thursday night. That's, that's quite possible. But he can't throw, and that's just kind of the part that people keep forgetting. If you can just slow him down, which is possible. I mean, people have done it. Um, He is currently averaging, let me find his stats, on the year. Rushing, he's averaging 123 yards per game, which is really good. 7.3 yards per carry. But when you look at his passing stats, he's 70 for 136. He's only completed 51.47% of his passes. It's less than a 100 or it's right at 100 for a, a, a passer rate. No, it's 105.5. There it is. Uh, four touchdowns, three interceptions. There's nothing that's really really excites you from a passing standpoint. Everything about these Ole Miss offense, everything that worries you is from the running game, which is so odd from what we've seen since the since the Hugh Freeze era. I mean, ever since Hugh Freeze took over, up until up until this year, really, the offense has been predicated on a high-flying, incredible receiver air attack type thing. That's what it looks like. That's what the Ole Miss offenses look like, and that's what made it so fearsome for these past few years. But now they are using a strictly a running game. They've got, like I said, they've got uh, Plumlee, who's averaging 123 yards per game. He's played in eight games. That's one of the reasons why he's not averaging. That's why he's not over 1,000 yards, though he should get over 1,000 yards. Uh, in the Egg Bowl unless he gets injured or unless for some reason he's able to actually completely shut him down, which no one has done this year. Uh, Jerion Ely gets 58 yards per game. Uh, he averages 7.2 yards per carry. And then you got Scotty Phillips as well, who gets 60 yards per game. Uh, he averages 4.3 yards per carry. And then you got Snoop Connor, who averages 7 yards a carry. I mean, it is a, it is a dynamic running attack that 
Ole Miss has. And when you look at Mississippi State's running defense, that tends to make people a little bit worried. And the reason for it, Mississippi State this year against the run is giving up 149.5 yards per game. They're giving up a 4.5 yard per carry average. That's not good. That's, I mean, 4.5 is not that terrible. 149.5 is okay. But when they've had to stop the run against certain teams, they haven't necessarily been able to do it this year, and that's kind of the thing that scares people. But here's the problem with that logic. Mississippi State is going to get their suspended players back. They're going to have Willie Gay out on the field. They're going to have Lee Autry, and they're going to have Marcus Murphy. And a lot of people don't really think that much about Marcus Murphy, or they don't really consider that that much when trying to determine the impact that these guys are going to have on this game. Look, he's going to be probably – he's safety. He's probably going to be put in the box because they're not going to – at least I can't imagine that Bob Sheep is going to really respect the almost passing game. I can't see that happening. I just can't. So I would imagine that – Marcus Murphy is going to be called upon to do a lot of run game stopping. I, I, I honestly believe that. And I, I think they are going to make a pretty big difference in this game. I really do. I think getting those guys out on the field will have a huge impact on the way that this game plays out. And I think they will help give Mississippi State a much better chance at winning the game. I really do. If you had told me that they weren't going to have those guys out on the field for this game against Ole Miss, then I would probably think that this game is going to be a loss, and it might be a an ugly loss at that. But with those guys out there, I think you, I think Mississippi State has the edge. I really believe that, and I think they make that big of a difference. And you also have to remember that Ole Miss's defense is really bad too. That's the one thing that people keep forgetting about this is that their defense is not good. Look at their if you look at their defensive numbers what they've done this year they are one of against the run they've actually had a little bit of success this year they've given up 130 yards per game only 3.8 yards per carry but one of the reasons why they don't have that many why they haven't given up that much in the running game is because they are so bad in the passing game they are 117th in the country in pass defense they give up 294 yards per game that's bad. They give up almost eight yards per pass attempt. That's not good. They've given up 20 touchdowns. Uh, they give up a total, let's see, what have teams passed against them in terms of percentage-wise for their completions? Let me do the math on it real quick and figure out what that is. They have given up 278 uh, receptions, and they have had 420 throws against them, a 66.2% completion percentage against them. That's not good. This is a bad, bad passing defense. Part of it is who they played. They played LSU. They played Alabama. They played Cal. They played, they, you know, they played these teams with, with good passing offenses. But they're not a good defense. Like I said, it's going to... I look. I don't know. Mississippi State. The problem that Mississippi State has is I don't know if they can exploit it. I think they can. Look, I think they can. the The, the biggest question, the, the thing that will keep Mississippi State from winning this game, in my perfect, my humble opinion, the thing that will keep Mississippi State from winning this game is if the receivers just don't catch the ball, because that's been the issue pretty much all season long. They just drop the ball too much, and it is led by Stephen Gidry. These guys, for some reason, just forget how to catch sometimes. Like I said, Stephen Gidry is the leader of the pack. 
there are other guys who have drops as well, but he's the guy who seems to typify that the most. And that's really the problem with the offense. I, look, I think whether it's Garrett Schrader or Tommy Stevens, it's probably going to be Tommy Stevens. He, he'll probably be the guy who, who gets the start because I think he can. I think he can exploit it, but. If he gets to start, and he, like I said, I think he will, I think he has the talent to be able to pick the Ole Miss defense apart. I really do. I just don't know what he's going to get from his receivers. And that is, I think, is the biggest X factor X factor going into the Egg Bowl on Thursday night is what are you going to get from your receivers? Are they going to drop passes left and right like they have in, in previous games? Because if that's the case, then I, I don't know that Mississippi State can win. But if they catch some if they catch some footballs and they get kind of consistent with that, then all of a sudden what starts happening is Kylan Hill starts is going to start finding a whole lot of ring lane. And he might find some ring lanes anyway, even if if they're not catching passes that often. Because he's just that talented. I mean, he's got hundred he averages 110 and a half yards per game, uh, 5.8 yards per carry. Then you throw Nick Gibson into it, who who just absolutely is dynamic whenever he gets the opportunity. He doesn't get a lot of opportunities. He's only got uh, 44 attempts on the year, but he's averaging 7.3 yards per carry whenever he gets those attempts. Uh, I wish they would find ways to get him the ball more, to be just perfectly honest with you, but they haven't. But like I said, I think Tommy Stevens has the talent. I think Garrett Schrader has the talent too. So if he were to get hurt, I think Garrett Schrader could do it as well. It's just a matter of will the, will the receivers catch the football? And I just don't know if that's going to happen. Look, there's like I said, I don't know how this game is going to play out. If you want a prediction, then I'm going to give you one. I think Mississippi State is going to win, but I am not 100% convinced of that. I am not 100% convinced of that whatsoever. I do think that they are the better team. I think they have more weapons at their disposal, and I do believe that the the uh, suspended players on defense make the difference in the game. I think they will do enough to slow down the the rushing attack that Ole Miss has and just keep it keep them out of the end zone enough that, and allow Mississippi State just to score enough to get the win. I really, truly believe that that's quite possible, and I think that's the way it ends up playing out. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced. Let me, if you are a Thunder Lightning listener, and I know many of you are, You've heard Brian and Joel talk often about, you know, this. a game has four possible outcomes, and this is one of them. Mississippi State could win big. They could win close. Ole Miss could win a close one, or Ole Miss could win big. And I think, you know, any of those possibilities are out there. To kind of break it down, I think probably 35% chance Mississippi State wins close. Probably 30% that Ole Miss wins close. That's how confident I am. Uh, that leaves 65%, so let's say 20% confident that Mississippi could have a big win and 15% confident that Ole Miss could have a big win. But I have more confidence in the state, but not by a lot. Like, if you were to add that up, uh, that would be 55% confident Mississippi will win, 45% confident that Ole Miss will win. That's about That sounds about right. Because I, I just I don't know. I, I think Mississippi State can win, but I don't know that they are. And I will say, reiterate this. Look, I don't know if Jim Moore is going to be the coach next year. I do not know that. But if Mississippi State is going to lose, I think that the only I think a guaranteed way that he won't be the coach next year is if they lose in a big embarrassing way. 
you know, a, a 49 to 3 type score or something like that. I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't think Ole Miss is good enough to do that. And I don't think Ole Miss, and as bad as Mississippi State has played this year, I don't think they're as bad. Look, here's the one of the things that people keep forgetting with Ole Miss and one of the reasons why I, I'm leaning towards Mississippi State winning. Whenever I've listened to a lot of people talk about Ole Miss this week, I've heard a lot, listen to people talk about them like they're this incredible juggernaut of a team that I just don't know how you stop them. I don't know how you're going to beat them. They're 4-7. and seven. Look, I know they've played some tough games. They lost to Cal. Cal is not good right now. They're just not. They lost to Memphis. Memphis is a good team. But they got points put on them by their FCS team. There's, there's just no getting around that. They were down. They were only up like seven against Arkansas going into the fourth quarter. The one thing they've done that has made people so confident in them is they have played well in garbage time against LSU, against Alabama. And that's what has made people, and they, they kept it close against Auburn. And that's what has made people be confident in them. Look, my prediction for the for the game, I think Mississippi State, I think there's going to be a lot of offense, but not necessarily a lot of points. What do I mean by that? I think you could have a situation where both teams put up a lot of yards, but have a really difficult time actually getting it in the end zone. I think they'll get it in there some, and I think you'll have some scoring, but I don't know if that's going to be a just a really high-scoring affair. But I think that you're going to see a, a, a really hard time stopping teams once before they get into the red zone. I think that's going to be very much the case. If Mississippi State can just limit John Rice Plumley's big, huge runs and keep him somewhat, you know, keep his runs down to like five to ten yards every time he gets one, and not have him break off the 60, 70 yard runs that he's capable of, I think you, I think State wins. But like I said, I think you're going to see a situation where. Both teams put up a lot of yards, but don't necessarily finish drives very well and end up don't putting up a ton of points on the board. And because of that, I think Mississippi State has the advantage in the kicking game, and I think that's going to be the difference in the game. I think Mississippi State ends up winning this thing 27-21. But like I told you earlier, I don't have a ton of confidence in my prediction that Mississippi State will win. I think they will. I think they're the better team. But I'm, I, I give them the slight edge. I don't favor them overwhelmingly. Most people, most analytics think Mississippi State wins this game, but you're seeing a lot of people predict that Ole Miss might win. So I don't know. I really don't. But I, if I just by going what I have seen with everything involved, I think Mississippi State is the better team, even if it's just slightly the better team. And I think they'll end up winning this game and getting themselves to their 10th straight bowl game. But we won't know till till probably Thursday night till right around, right around ten o'clock, ten thirty, somewhere around there. So, oh, one other thing, if you uh, one thing that was just tweeted out by all the beat guys, it has nothing to do with the coaching. It has everything to do with the celebration. Apparently, one of the things that they're trying to do to create some of the to get away from some of the problems they've had in the past with with the rivalry. They are changing the way that the trophy will be presented. The trophy will not... Let me go ahead and find this for you real quick in case you didn't see it. Uh, can't... Let me see if I find it. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, here it is. All right, all the big guys tweeted this out. This one's... For, this, I'm reading this off of Tyler Horka's uh, Twitter account. The trophy post-game celebration protocol. 
This is what they have decided they are going to start doing. After discussions between both schools, the Golden Egg will be in the locker room of the winning team at the conclusion of the game. As the home team, if Mississippi State wins, their players may celebrate on the field with the trophy as Ole Miss players leave the field. If the road team Ole Miss wins, they will celebrate in their locker room. In the case of the latter, Ole Miss will assist the media with post-game celebration images from their locker room. So they are changing up the way that they present the trophy, which I'm not a fan of. Look, I get that it can be a problem, but... I don't know. I just I think that's I don't know. I, I just think it's takes away from from the moment, and that's uh, part of the one of the great things about the, any rivalry game is the trophy's always there on the field, and when the game is over, the team rushes over to grab it and celebrate. So I don't know. Is it worth it? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'll be better than I thought it think it will be. If Mississippi State wins, they get to bring that back out onto the field and celebrate with the fans. So let's hope and pray that that ends up happening. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and cut the show off there. Like I said, if there is a if there is a change in the coaching position, like all these rumors talking about, I might try to get another show out uh, to you guys before the weekend is over. I will say this before I sign off. If we get to Monday and you start getting ready to do all your Cyber Monday deals and all that type of stuff uh, for Christmas, and Mississippi State still has not made an announcement about – Joe Moorhead not being the coach in 2020, I don't think there's going to be that announcement. I think if if there is going to be a change, I think it's going to be pretty quick. I think at the latest that it would happen would be Saturday. So if you want to know if he's going to be the coach, you probably need to kind of pay attention to Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be, all day on Friday and into early Saturday. And you start the, the longer it gets past Friday, the less likely it's going to happen because of the – change in signing day and all that type of stuff you you got to make these decisions quick and you got to get your guy in there quick so like i said you need you'll need to pay attention to things after on friday starting friday and if it lingers on and lingers through the weekend i just don't think it's going to happen so all right guys like i said i am going to go ahead and cut the show off there appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll see what we're talking about next week because at this point i just don't know so Appreciate you guys tuning in, and as always, until next time, hail state.